Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast, hosted by Jermaine Flood and Tara Wren. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat. I am your host, Jermaine Flood. This is going to be one of our special Slate Session episodes because we have Dr. Nashley Cephas, the founder and CEO of The Bean Path, a 501c3 nonprofit incubator and tech consulting organization that provides technical advice and guidance to individuals and small businesses to help grow networks and fertilize communities. Now, she is one of the only ones that I know in the city of Jackson right now doing something of this nature, and I would like to welcome her to Chalkboard Chat right now. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nashley Seekers. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so proud to have you on just because of the fact of where you came from and and how you got to where you are now. So I just want to go ahead and just delve into you a little bit, kind of dissect you as a human, as a business owner, just as a whole person all around. So let's just jump into it. Now, the first question that I ask a lot of the people who come on Chalkboard Chat, because I'm always connecting your walk to an education walk. What is your fondest memory of a chalkboard from your childhood? Oh, wow. Um, and they actually, we actually used chalkboards when I was, you know, right. coming this is up so in elementary. so where you're at yeah, right now. Kids don't know anything about that nowadays. <laughs> but um, I would say we used to learn multiplication. Uh, so timetables, what we used to call them. Uh, I don't know what they're doing now. It's, everything's so different. But um, yeah, that, that was it. You know, one times one is one. One times two is two. Getting on up there into the the nines and the twelves you know that was so scary back then but um you know I think math definitely grew on me as my favorite subject because it was like a puzzle to me that's my favorite chalkboard lesson right now you can tell a student is on task when they say the thing that they remember from their childhood is math on a chalkboard because (laughs) most of the people I interview are like I just remember banging the erasers together to get the dust (laughs) off and you're like I remember math so you were yeah. always kind of this studious type of student ever since you were little? I think so. Um, I was pretty creative and like very hands-on. I, I often tell this story that I grew up in a house full of women. And so we, we worked on everything like lawnmowers, hung Christmas lights, hung ceiling fans. And so my mom, my grandmother, my sister, they would always have us working on stuff. And I was very creative. I was into music. And so I think at the age of nine, I started playing the piano. And so it all just went together with me, like music, math, figuring out how things work, putting together stuff. It was all like this very uh, calculated way of doing stuff. And I think that really just stuck with me. And I saw those patterns and all those things that I was doing. And um, I would say, yeah, I I was majority of the time towards the top of my class or not the top of my class. And so, you know, I just excelled. I just wanted to learn. I was such a big learner. Even today, I'm still a learner. I want to learn as much as I can, you know, so that's that's kind of the driving force for me. The blueprint, so to say, of of what you are now is what you were doing when you were young. Good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Now let's talk about moving in from childhood into maybe, you know, young adulthood when you first started college. How did you know or did you even know that you were going to be going in this path 
to <laughs> no pun intended the bean path literally yeah no i did not i think even if you go back with me being kind of the top of my class i never like woke up and say i want to be the top of my class i want to be the best i want to beat everybody that was not what i was thinking i was just thinking i wanted to do the best that i can do because that's how i was raised you know and i love learning and so i think in terms of where i am today i never set out to you know be uh, some people say that I'm a big, you know, hot shot right now. I'm in the press mm-hmm. quite a bit. You know, that's not the goal. Yeah, that's a byproduct. Uh, but my goal is to be the best person that I can be and operate in my gift and what I think I can contribute to the world and this community. Um, and I think the Bean Path was a product of that an initiative that I wanted to drive three years ago. Uh, we started in 2018 to give free tech help to the community. Me being a tech expert, being someone who's been very successful in the tech industry and then coming back home even just to visit and seeing such a disparity in, you know, the places where I work, Atlanta, West Coast, Silicon Valley, New York City, I've lived there as well, even studied abroad and then just to come back and to see that, you know, I didn't think we were moving at the pace in which I know we can and being the best that we can be in terms of technology. And so I I wanted to be a part of that solution. So that's kind of where all that stemmed from. And then it, it just kind of grew into something much, much bigger. Right. Let's talk about your college career first before we move into that bean path career. When you were in college, what was the setup and did you even know you were setting this up to be able to go into working as an entrepreneur with the bean path? But what was kind of the setup and the path that you chose to go into to kind of lead you here? What was that like? Yeah, so I majored in computer engineering in undergrad. I went to Mississippi State. And, you know, even during, um, you know, my high school years, middle school, I really didn't know what engineering was, to be exact, until I did this summer camp at Mississippi State. And I often joke because my mom always had us in in summer programs. Like we we weren't, she was not going to let us sit at home in the summer. (laughs) Like we had to be in somebody's camp doing something, not just sitting at home. And so we did a lot of camps at Jackson State, my sister and I, Mm -hmm. math and science courses, um, like robotics things and music and sports. And she had us doing everything. And so, but that, that one was the one, it was a summer camp for girls after my eighth grade year that summer, it was up at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up going there for my undergrad, but I remember my whole life changing. It was just like the coolest thing ever to find out that one, there were women doing this. I didn't, I didn't know anybody was doing this to find out that people who looked like me were doing this. Right. And then also, you know, you, you think about computer engineering, that's what I ended up majoring in. You're, you're basically typing in these letters and numbers into a computer, uh, which is in the form of computer code, and it controls literally everything around you. From the water that comes out the faucet to the light that comes out of the, the light fixture, it's so much more than just internet, you know, and at that time, the internet was something, you know, new. I remember the dial-up ages, trying to burn, you know, CDs, you know, right. grandma was on the phone and she had, had to get off because we had to start all over with the download, you know, right, but right. Um, so that was the era that I came into. And I think, you know, it was just fascinating to me. And so I, I majored in that. I ended up getting full ride. I was, most of my family went to Jackson State, so I was a little bit of a rebel uh, going to Mississippi State. Right, you uh, <laughs> and then my, what's funny, my sister actually went to Ole Miss, so she was a rebel for real. So it was like a house divided. Everybody just at, at odds with everybody. And so, uh, but I think uh, it, it paid off. I ended up getting my PhD at Georgia Tech, which is where I found a lot of my passion for entrepreneurship. 
So I was, I, look, I had to, I had to Google it because I couldn't remember his name. And the only reason why I'm so intrigued with children being involved in engineering at an early age and just you being a child involved in engineering in the city of Jackson and your mother, you know, kind of opening up that door in that world for you, ma'am, to me, you're like a little baby Mark Zuckerberg because <laughs> it had to have been something inside of you that you knew, or you didn't even know. That's why I keep saying, did you know, or did you not know that you were going to be on the cusp of something that's, that's almost bigger than the planet that we stand on. And when you were playing with these items, when you were learning coding and you were learning to, you know, do this because the water will come out, were you excited as a child to do that? Because, you know, I'm outside playing (laughs) and you're inside, like getting hyped up on coding. So. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, uh, no, so I, I definitely, and I'm, I'm a very, uh, you know, spiritual, faithful person. I just, I believe that things happen for a reason, you know, and God places me where he needs me to be um, in order to help people. But, um, you know, I, I had no idea. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the moment. You know, I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do. And um, it's almost like a swimmer, uh, Olympic swimmer, and they're swimming and, you know, they're just focused on the next stroke, one stroke. And by the way, I cannot swim, by the way, but that's on my bucket list. I need to learn. Uh, the I'll community centers were, were I closed. Was on, I was on swim team. I'll teach you. <laughs> oh, okay. Every, every summer, the, the pool was closed uh, my, in Shady Oaks. So we talk about that. Maybe talk about the councilman over there. But anyway, right. uh, so I just, every every stroke, you're just focused. And then before you know it, you put your head up, you come out of the water and you, you, you want first place. And that's exactly how I, I feel sometimes. I mean, I, I'm just trying to focus on what I'm supposed to do, one thing in front of me. And um, somehow that ends up being a catapult that, that shifts me so far ahead of others, not just far ahead of others, but so far ahead of where I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And just, you know, being able to have people who poured into me because, of course, I, I couldn't do it alone. You know, I, I think about all the mentors, all the the challenges that I face, especially, you know, like you said, um, you know, there are not a lot of people who look like me. My first coding class uh, when I got to Mississippi State, it felt like everybody else knew how to code except for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I graduated from Murray High School, uh, I think it was third in my class. And so to do that, make that that transition. And it was it was a bit of a culture uh, shock for me. Um, so just getting acclimated to the new environment, new types of people, and then a whole new field that, you know, you already feel like you started out behind, you know, you have to rely on people and resources to get caught up. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I had a great mentor. She was like, you know, don't worry, you know, you're, you're bright, your, your accolades show that, you know, you can get to where you need to be if you have the right resources. And I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, how many other people are bright, they're talented, they have the work ethic, but they don't have the right resources. Right. Um, and so, you know, how can you be successful? And we call that equity in, um, in, in the world of, especially in the corporate world, like how right. do we provide equity, providing everybody with what they need to be successful? Not everybody needs the same things. Not everybody needs the same amount of the same thing. And so just figuring out really and studying the community and what they need so they can be successful too. There's so much in that that I want to just delve into. But one, the whole idea of, you know, people pouring into you, they were your fertilizer. You were the bean plant and, you know, you just yeah. grew. And second thing, 
I always go back to a joke, but second thing was, you know, because you don't know how to swim, Dr. Cephas, now the fact that, you know, that sense was not heightened, your whole engineering sense was <laughs> on the back end. And just funny story, I was actually a swimmer before I could ride a bike. I didn't learn how to ride a bike till 12, but I could swim, you know, nice, like nice. when I was, yeah. you know, a newborn. And so I think, I, I don't think you need to learn how to swim. No, I'm like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, you, you're going to have to teach me then. I, believe me, people have tried. People, many people. Yeah. I, don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I tried right before the pandemic. Uh, I literally had lessons. I was in an adult class and uh, then the pandemic came. And so I said, well, I guess it wasn't me. Side note, uh, that was a little side note. <laughs> nah, I'm a, I, as soon as I can get back in the pool, like, like we, we got to make something happen. I got to make right, it happen. So. Right, right. So this is the moment that I want to know. When did you know, especially in college, let's just walk back to maybe your doctorate work that you were doing. When did you know that, okay, this is the door that's opening for me. I am going to become an entrepreneur and I think the bean path is going to be the goal. When did that door open and that moment light up for you? So uh, I'll tell a little bit about the story that that made bean path happen. I had my own experience as a startup co-founder. I was a chief technology officer, CTO. So this was after grad school, after I graduated from Georgia Tech. Actually, actually, before I graduated from Georgia Tech, I got involved with this startup company. It was led uh, by... Uh, CEO, her name was Jewel Burks Solomon. Um, she's awesome today, doing some amazing things. Um, the COO was Jason Crane. He was a Morehouse grad. She was a Howard grad working at a parts company. And people would call in saying, hey, I need, I have a problem trying to find this part. Can you help me? And so, of course, you know, they would try to describe the part and she was not able to understand what they were saying. So she said, just take a picture and send it to me. And then she had the idea wow, if we can have this technology that can automatically recognize this thing in in a picture, then that'll help me get the right parts to the customers. And so that's where her idea came from. Um, And so she built this company and I joined as chief technology officer, helped her build the first prototype and wrote the algorithms to help her recognize. You take a picture of a a part and we would measure the part. So we say, this is a hex bolt. It's three inches long. It's half an inch base diameter, threads per inch 15. It's stainless steel, color two. This is where you can buy it. And so we took that that company. She was able to raise $1.5 million to start the company. And um, long story short, we were able to sell the company to Amazon within two years. And so I joined Amazon in 2016 as an AI scientist, um, as artificial intelligence. And so- At that point, I knew I'd always wanted to do the bean path. I always wanted to go back to Jackson because I was based in Atlanta. Um, I, I lived other a couple other places throughout grad school mm-hmm. and then had a, a quick uh, about a about a year stint in New York City. I worked for a consulting firm after grad school. But once she raised that money, I joined that team full time and I was able to be the CTO. And um, I always wanted to do the bean path. Uh, but I didn't have the money. <laughs> I, right. Those of you who go to people who go to grad school, they know that, you know, you, you're making, you know, you barely making 20 K a year, back. Yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, and for, fortunately I had as a grad student in engineering, I had uh, fellowships, assistantships, but I had to work for it. And so, um, you know, I was, I was tired of being a poor grad student. So I took a job and I said, well, Hey, you know, if you can raise the money, 
I'll come back. I'll be full time. Otherwise, I just help out when I can. Um, she took that, raised the money. I think that that April of 20, 2016, she called me and said, hey, I got the money. I was like, what? You know, and at the time, I had just come out of the worst winter ever in New York City. Uh, it was 20 inches of snow. Uh, I think they even shut down the subway. Now, that's big in New York. And I was like, I'm looking at this snow on the ground. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I will come back to Atlanta and be your CTO. Uh, yeah, it's perfect timing, by the way. Yeah, so uh, I put in my two weeks notice, and it was funny because my manager was like, um, you know, he's, he's kind of laughing at me. He's like, yeah, you, you're going to do what? You're going to leave your good job and go mm-hmm. down? And uh, and my mom didn't really understand it. You know, everybody's just like, what? You know, and so I'm like, well, no, this, this again, I, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This, this is where I feel like God is leading me. I've already helped this company this far, I feel like I can do some some big impact here. That same thing that I did for that company, coming in as a technical person, especially being a Black female that can relate to that. Uh, by the way, they, they were, uh, Jewel and Jason were, were African-American and Black, and I was able to relate to them, the technology and how it would help them solve the problem. It's exactly what we do with the Beanpad. Now that I had the money, we sold the company. Now it's like, okay, now it's time. Now it's time for me to go and do what I really want to do in Jackson. I mean, I still, I'm still at Amazon full time and I maintained that. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's a way for me to do both. And so here I am five years later and still doing both. And here we are. I'm telling you, your, your trajectory moves at the same pace as technology. No. I like that. I like that. You're I've never heard that before. It's on the same pace <laughs> as technology. Like, you know, you, you started this. So tell me, I, I, there's so much, and I could go on forever with you, because when you developed that software that could recognize things that you took a picture of, was mm-hmm. that that first idea? Because, you know, on my phone, look, I'm just going to talk like an untechnical person, but on my phone, you know, Google has now got something like that. But was that the first idea? This this was the first idea doing it for for parts, replacement parts. Um, and actually, we we were way actually we were way ahead of our time because right. we were doing more than just recognizing the, the thing in the image. We were measuring the thing in the image. Right. Um, and this was at a time before we had you know before we had the the latest phones and all the latest technology and latest cameras and everything. Um, you're talking about 2013. Uh, when we when we came out, and so I think this was like well, I, during the iPhone six, five, or no, this wasn't even iPhone six. It was like iPhone four or five. Right. And so um, it was very uh, difficult to build, um, but you know, it really just took thinking outside of the box. And I think that's that's one of the things that when we limit ourselves so much uh, in the tech industry, when we don't share and provide access to technology education to you know non-traditional people because those are the people that have the real ideas that those people that's going to think outside the box you you just got to give them the right tools um and then you'll get something great just like what happened with our startup company which which was called park pick and so i think actually if you've used the amazon shopping app you can pull it up now the there's a, a search bar and there's a camera button right next to it. You can click on that camera button and point it at something like your shoes, your watch, right. uh, you know, your computer, and it'll try to recognize. So that was our technology. And it, they took the actual part, they call it parts finder when we first launched. Um, we, we had several articles about it when we launched in 2018. We were already at Amazon at the time. And then they ended up taking it out and then just simplifying it again. But we went through all those stages 
And yeah, we were the first people. I think that's what really attracted Amazon to us. Not that we set out again, like never set out to sell a company to Amazon. I just was trying to help my sister, you know, she was, she needed some help and I was like, Oh, I could do that for you. Right. And so there you go. And, um, you know, look at us now, you know, we're, we're all doing some amazing things now. If I was an emoji, I'd be the mind blown one. Like, wow. <laughs> Cause you just, just talking about all this blows my mind. I want to know how proud now is your mom? <laughs> she, she's extremely you, proud. You, you mentioned um, her. So how proud is she now, you know, from whence you came? Because, you know, mom probably wasn't into technology like that. She wasn't understanding what it was that you were you yeah. know, doing. So, yeah, no, I, I still don't think my family really knows what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's but I, you know, I try to explain, but, but you know, the app really helped that they really put it on. It was like, I get it now. Like I can use like, yeah, like technology is really to help people solve problems in their everyday lives it's not meant to be this abstract thing that you're intimidated by that you know you never touch it's it's we use it every day we use ai ar vr and so i think she's extremely proud she is probably one of my best uh employees she she works for us too um and she she goes above and beyond everything um, and that's just my mom and general like she's she do everything from put down a new floor to paint you know, the building to, you know, being the financial officer that pays all the bills. Like she, she can do whatever I need her to do. And, um, and she's extremely supportive of my mom, my grandmother too. My grandmother's still in Shady Oaks. She's not going anywhere. That's her house. You know, yeah. she, that's where she, uh, she resides and, um, I visit her every time I'm in town. So they're, they're extremely proud. And I, and I wouldn't trade anything for them. Like they've been so supportive of me. Um, I attribute a lot of my success to them and growing up in that environment. Right. Well, naturally, in the most proper of ways, you get it from your mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So let's talk about the Bean Path. Now, this is to promote tech workforce development and empower small businesses and startups in the community with tech tools, awareness, and know-how. Let my people know exactly what it is that they could get from the Bean Path for themselves. So, yes, the uh, Bean Path focuses on uh, free tech help. And so we do this for a number of people. We started in the local libraries um, before COVID. We're going to, as soon as the local library meeting rooms open back up, we'll be back in those rooms. We'll be transitioned to a virtual. And we also have our own building. Uh, I didn't actually didn't really talk about that, but right. I'll talk about how that ties into the greater Jackson Tech District goal. But we do free tech help. So we call them our tech office hours. And so one, if you need tech help, if you need help with the website, help setting up social media, you want to develop an app, or you have an idea for a company, we help people all the time, especially if you're a non-technical person. Like we want to be the easiest, safest space for you to come and just get a grip on whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether it's your phone, your devices, your laptop, or you may have an idea for a company and you're a founder, we can help you create a technical roadmap. How do you hire people to work on your idea? How do you know what's a good deal? What's a good price versus what's not a good price? And we kind of walk you through it. We found that there's a lot of business advice and guidance in, in the area and in the community, a lot of business owners, but there's not a lot of technical advice and guidance on how you create and move in that next direction, take your business to that next level with technology. So that's what we come in and we do that. We also work with several youth programs, several partners, JPS, Jackson Medical Mall Foundation, 
we work with people all over the state of Mississippi and we want to grow that. We're fortunate enough to have our first building actually opening top of next year. Yay. And so we will be doing a lot more programs, uh, workshops, moving tours in person really soon. We've gotten funding from Kellogg Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, Amazon, Entergy. Um, and we're excited to be bringing on our first set of full-time staff. We've been operating on a staff of about 10 part-time people for the past three years. So we're finally taking it to the next level. And we're located in the up-and-coming Jackson Tech District, which I'm happy to say I in September of 2020, I closed on about 14 acres of property right. in the downtown Jackson area along North Gallatin Street between Amit Street near where the bus station and the Amtrak station is and all the way down to the railroad overpass. Mm-hmm. And we have eight buildings now. Uh, my team and I are developing this property. Uh, we'll be developing over 700,000 square feet of property, innovation space, restaurant, live, work, play, housing, um, event center, and most importantly, more spaces like the Bean Path to have more companies and do more tech training and skills in a way that is very receptive to people in our community. Um, So I'm excited to work with many people on that. We got so much more in store. Uh, I I can't wait for next year. Um, So yeah, just, just stay tuned. So with everything that you've got going on, are you your own mind blown emoji to yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, every day I wake up, I'm just like, this is a dream. I, I imagine yeah. like, yeah, yo, my, my ancestors probably, you know, are, they're are, probably like, just like mind blown right static. now. So yeah. like, even, even my, my current generation, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of great feedback um, you know, hey, we love what you're doing or, hey, um, you know, we're so inspired. Hey, you bought that property. We're going to buy the property next door and right. we're going to revitalize this whole city. And so I'm so excited about the impact we're bringing. And I'm, I'm actually back and forth from Atlanta, still in Jackson quite a bit. And um, people, even people there, people all over the country. I've had people from Africa and London reach out about the project that we're working on. Inc. Magazine did a, a big article on it. And, and that really put us on the map. And so it's, it's literally at the point where we haven't had enough bandwidth to reach out to all the people who want to help. Um, and so we're working our way through. And I had to expand my team. We went from, it felt like going from zero to 100, like real quick. Like how they say, I had to really level up everything in order to meet the demand for where we're going with this. And it's, it's way bigger than me. It's way bigger than my team and anything I think we imagined. Right, right. Way to pay it forward, Doc. Just Thank way you. to pay it forward, you know, giving back to your community. That's such a great thing. I just, I love all of it. So when you're talking about, you know, trying to set all of this up for everybody and paying it forward, talk a little bit about the college scholarships that you offer with the Bean Path. Yeah, so we offer, um, every year we do a big scholarship giveaway during our anniversary event around that time, which is usually around October. So we just celebrated three years with the Bean Path at the, the we call it the Bean Barn, which is along Gallatin Street. We had a big giveaway for, for the whole family. Um, and so we'll continue to do that. We gave away, I think, $2,000 worth of scholarships. Last year, we gave away about $2,000. We want right. to make sure that, you know, especially kids or students graduating, and we focus on JPS because that's where we are. We're in Jackson. And we want to make sure that they have some tech component 
that they're trying to, you know, major in. So some STEM major and that they have a need for, you know, a technology grant. So usually $1,000, $2,000 can get you a really nice computer, you know, or, or maybe books for your first or second semester, you know. So we just try to be a helping hand with those scholarships. We usually have the applications go up, I think, around August and then people apply and then we usually award them in, in October. Okay. Okay. Good stuff, Doc. Way to pay it back. Now I want to go ahead and give out some contact information because I know some of my listeners are going to be out there like, how do we get in contact with her? What do we do to get into this bean path? So I'm going to give out a couple. If I miss anything, you give out what you know. But if you need to call the bean path, 769-208-3567. If you would like to email the bean path, that's going to be info at the bean path. Dot O-R-G. You can find them on social. I see Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at The Bean Path. So make sure you go out there. They also have the website, thebeanpath.org. So you can visit them there as well. Second thing, you know, I got to end with a small joke. You, <laughs> you give out so much great information. You pay it forward. Do you have like family members calling you up like, Nashley, listen, my phone isn't working. I need your help. Is it like that for you right now? Yeah. <laughs> With family hey, at least. <laughs> you know, it's every child that is that person in their family, like they know, you know, like, hey, what kind of computer should I buy? I'm at Best Buy right now. Right. Uh, you know, or, you know, what kind of phone should I buy? Or is this is this a good deal on, on this uh TV? You know, so you know, I'm used to it. I've been that person all my <laughs> life. So and and those out there, y'all know what I'm talking about, you can relate. So yeah. <laughs> right. I would use you as that. <laughs> So anything you'd like to leave my listeners with when it relates to the bean path and, you know, exactly what they need to do to be able to get into that with you and what you want to leave them with. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you did a great job of, of getting all the contact information that, that saved a lot of my breath and my ear. <laughs> I tried. So thank you. Uh, we have opportunities to volunteer on the website as well as opportunities to give and donate. We also have opportunities for you to get tech help. So definitely stay tuned, follow us, sign up for our newsletter, uh, whatever you need to do to keep posted because we're about to really launch something next year. Um, and I will just say, if you want to find out more about what the Jackson Tech District is doing, our website is JXN techdistrict.com and lastly if you'd like to follow me um, personally I'm on Instagram as well um, I do quite a bit in artificial intelligence the Jackson Tech District Bean Path um, it's at phenomenally that's P-H-E-N-O-M-E N-A-S-H-L-I-E I had to think about it right. but yes or just search for me I'm the only Nashley Cephas out there in last the name <laughs> N-A-S-H-L-I-E last name S-E-P-H-U-S so yes Right, right. Make sure you do that. Again, to my listeners, this was Dr. Nashley Sevis. She is the founder of The Bean Path, a tech organization, nonprofit 501c, with a mission to sow technical expertise in order to grow networks and fertilize communities. Initiatives include for them tech office hours at local libraries, engineering and coding programs for the youth, as well as scholarship grants for students and community organizations, and so much more. If you don't know as much about tech as you need to know, the Bean Path is the way to go. So Dr. Nashley Cephas, I thank you again for joining us here on Chalkboard Chat, gracing us with your presence. Congratulations on everything that you have accomplished in your 
small life. I mean, we're only a couple of years away from each other in age. I can see that. And so we, we've only been here a little bit of time, but what you've seemed to accomplish has done great things and you've made some big, big changes in the world. So I just thank you for everything you've done. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I thank you. And again, this was my Chalkboard Chat Slate session with Dr. Nashley Cephas. Class is now dismissed. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.